Welcome to Voices from the Cathedral, a podcast that brings you sermons from the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York City. On Sunday, September 13th, Dean Daniel preached about victimhood, oppression, and the importance of writing our current path. Today's Old Testament reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 50. In case you don't remember, that's part of the story of Joseph. Remember Joseph? His brothers grew jealous of him. They threw him into a pit, sold him into slavery into Egypt, and then went and lied to his father and their father that Joseph was dead. Joseph was a victim. He's not the first victim in the biblical record. The biblical story is littered with victims. Eve and Adam in the garden, Cain and Abel. History is strewn with victims. Jews, Palestinians, blacks, browns, women, Kurds, indigenous peoples, young people, children in the United States and around the globe. I want to think with you today about victimhood and about becoming a victim. And I'm thinking about victimhood through the lens of a French philosopher and theologian named René Girard, who wrote a great deal about how peoples and races and nations become both oppressors and victims. Rene says that becoming an oppressor begins with noting difference. Why, they're different from me. They look different. They act different. They have a different language. They sing different songs. And then after noticing the differences, elevating one's own self and traditions and history and customs, one's own tribe or nation or political party or gender or race by believing we are better than them. Walls go up, divisions deepen, segregation of the groups follows, the other is ostracized, and then active persecution and finally murder. Just think Nazi Germany as the most horrifying and brutal illustration of this dynamic. Girard points to making victims of others as the oldest human way of assuaging our own guilt and shame, either as an individual or as a group. Girard's pattern seems pretty convincing. Just think of the political reality in this country today. Red versus blue, liberal versus conservative, Republican versus Democrat, and the animosity that always exists and already exists among us. We're already on the slippery Girardian slope. The slope The slope begins, it always begins with human pride. Pride in self, pride in one's tribe or one's nation, 
pride in one's political party as the only way to go, then pride, then pride turns to exaltation and exclusivity. My way is the only way. Then the tribe or the political belief or the religious tradition is turned and worshipped and made a god of. When we move from pride to exaltation, to worship, to acknowledging whatever quality or belief as having divine origin, the inevitable end is idolatry. Idolatry of putting self on the throne of one's life, or idolatry of putting belief in a nation as divinely ordained, excluding all others, or exalting a political party or opinion to the realm of ultimate truth, or a race or a nation. Replacing God is idolatry, and idolatry is a predictable path to disaster. Idolatry of self or one's religion or one's nation or race is the root of victimization. There's a cartoon in this week's edition of The New Yorker. It shows a, a boxing ring and the referee with the microphone is pointing to a man in the corner saying, and in this corner, still undefeated, Frank's long-held beliefs. This is the old, old story of human experience as pointed to in biblical witness and Christianity. It's not even something we choose. It's just there. St. Augustine called it original sin. It's not an act. Rather, it's an attitude, a stubborn infection an ongoing condition of humankind that we can't shake off by ourselves. Now, what I'm saying is only a weather forecast and not a prediction, but thunderstorms can change into hurricanes. Unless we in this nation and in this moment begin to make room for others, our brothers and our sisters, Mr. Gerard's pattern of victimization, structural, individual, or systemic, can easily grow into a hurricane of disaster and destruction and death. Christianity offers medicine to this stubborn infection in our souls, and Christianity and following Jesus offers a cure. Following Jesus provides an answer to Cain's Question, am I my brother's keeper? Jesus' answer is no, you're not your brother's keeper. You are your brother's brother. And you are his neighbor. The path that Jesus offers is to recognize our ancient human addiction, to separate ourselves and to victimize others different from us to exalt ourselves, our opinions, our positions, our nation, our political party. Let us begin in intentional ways and through concrete actions to make room for our neighbors, 
and to begin to serve lovingly and to address and change the systemic structures of oppression and conflict in our nation, in our souls, and in our personal relationships. It is the only way out. And the only way out is the medicine of following Jesus and his way of love of neighbor, sacrifice, and making room for others, no matter how different from us. Following Jesus is a muscular path that takes commitment and energy and above all the grace of God. The path that Jesus calls us to is strong medicine and the cure it offers is radical. It is so radical, it can only be divine in origin. And it is the medicine of self-sacrifice serving others, being good neighbors. The moral arc of the universe is bent toward justice and peace because that is the way God created the universe. Bidden or unbidden, God is present and working in the world. Pray that we can join in that divine work of reconciliation and justice and peace, loving God, and making room for our neighbor. For that is the truest, that is the truest pattern of life. I pray that each of us in our own way begin to work even more strongly to help bend the moral arc in ways that are strong and loving, laying down the old evil of self-serving and hate and putting the love of God and neighbor first. That is the path ahead. Amen. Thanks for listening to Voices from the Cathedral. The Cathedral of St. John the Divine is the Cathedral of the Episcopal Diocese of New York. It is chartered as a house of prayer for all people and a unifying center of intellectual light and leadership. People from many faiths and communities gather here to worship together, provide meals for the hungry, educate our youth, and host concerts, exhibitions, performances, and civic gatherings. You can find us online at stjohndivine.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NYC. That's S-T-J-O-H-N-N-Y-C. Check back soon for another episode.